1: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Austin Norman, Eric Strickland, Megan Walker with you here on The Block 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 402-464-5685. Drop your Husker football record prediction uh, on the, the text line in the comment section wherever you're watching the stream. Because, Strick, we have a prediction that has Nebraska football going bowling. 24-7 sports put their prediction out. Uh, The first game, the most important game right now, is Minnesota. 24-7 sports has that as a loss for Nebraska. Uh, The three of you and me and DP talked about that one a little bit yesterday. Then it has Nebraska rattling off a three-game win streak. Colorado, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech. I'm not shocked by any of those, but... As a former athlete yourself, take us inside the psychology of a team that's on a three-game winning streak, especially a young team like Nebraska has.
2: I mean, it, it it does it does play in your psyche. I think to your benefit as well as it does to your to to the negative part of you as well. It, it can work to your negative. I remember going on a ten-game losing streak while here at Nebraska, and it was. It was so deflating, especially when you just felt like you gave everything that you could give and still just wasn't good enough. Um, and then you you have to look at you know that the talent is there, you know that everything is 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 working properly, except then you've got to look internally. You've got to mm. see what is it internally, what's going on with the team, with you individually, with the room, with, you know what I mean, with the quarterback, with you know. And, and it's like that in basketball, too. You've got to figure out what's going on with the starting unit, what's going on with those, uh, why are they not playing together, why is this guy not making passes to certain guys, you know. It, 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 so you know there's some tension there, and then those are things that you have to clean up before you can get back on any type of winning track. So for them, it could be <clears> – <throat> It can be be a good mental um, high going into a Michigan game. Even better if it's four. <clears throat> but if it's three, you know, you may you may take an L. Okay, you're on the road. You played well. Okay, you, you could have – you gave everything you had. You came up um, one possession short, right? Mm-hmm. So there's things you can have good conversations about. Um, learn from that. <clears throat> Come back the next week. Uh, get better. And what's the mantra for Nebraska? 1% better one percent better so get one percent better through that week each day come into the Colorado game you know go up there and do something Uh, they have high expectations they believe they believe um, you just look at some of the 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 media reports and and some of the things that he's saying they're talking about believe Mm -hmm. Um, those are some of the things that they're preaching in their camp and so they believe that this is a game for them to win and want to set a uh, precedence at home of, of not letting games get away. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough one. But if you can go pull that out, boom, you come home, you feel fresh, you come out of that tunnel for the first time under under Coach Rule, and the next thing you know you go on a win streak and then you have a big one that comes in town. You, you, you keep getting better each week. Take those wins at a grain of salt. You know you've got a good one. How can we shock the world? Mm-hmm. What did you do in those last games up until now to prepare yourself to shock the world. That's where you got to go with a, just a heavy-hearted mentality. You've got to be on assignment. You can't be thinking about, I'm trying to make a big play. Make the right plays. On defense, be in the right gap. Pursuit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a swarm tackling, because you know they're running the ball. Um, that means filling holes, getting in holes, making things slow down so there's not gashes and big gaps to open mm-hmm. up. And then just see what happens. You know what I mean? Don't make mistakes, no turnovers. Force turnovers, and then you never know. You give yourself a chance. And I think that's what they've got to do, man. And, and uh, you know, the other loss, go ahead.
1: I would say before we move on to the rest of the schedule, um, Nebraska fans have gotten really accustomed to losing the first game under a new head coach. You got to go back to 2008. Bo Pelini and his first year in charge of Nebraska. They almost doubled up Western Michigan at home. But uh, after Bo, Barney Cotton lost the bowl game. Okay, probably don't count that one. Mike Riley lost his first game at Nebraska on a Hail Mary. Uh, Scott Frost lost his first game at Nebraska to Rain, but also to Colorado, mm-hmm. a game that Nebraska, you know, had a chance to win, uh, but Montez drops him in the bucket to LaVisca Chennault, so you lose that one. Mickey Joseph's first game as interim coach was against Oklahoma, an Oklahoma team that we thought Nebraska could play with for a drive and a half or two, and then the Sooners turned on the Jets. So if Matt Rule doesn't win, he'll be the fourth straight coach to lose his first game as head coach of Nebraska, but the difference, strict to me, will be seen in how Nebraska responds, right? Playing two straight Power 5 opponents to open the year, regardless of Colorado's status as a rebuilding program, two Power 5 games to open the year isn't nothing, right? So to me, I'll be watching more for how Nebraska responds to week one, win or lose, because that's what we've seen from Nebraska is you lose a game, everything goes into a tailspin.
2: Yeah, and that's the potential of it. And, And that's, this is, look, I think there's, some positives of going on the road. I think Minnesota's good enough test, but not an insurmountable test, right? Mm -hmm. I think Colorado's a good test, not an insurmountable. Two good road games. Why why then would Coach Rule do something unique and different by putting them in the dorms? I think it's strategy to it. I think Mm -hmm. then it sets them up to have a mentality of, We all we got. We're in this together. We're a unified group when we're on the road. How do we respond? How he gets a chance to see some of that, looking at some of the things, taking some of them, seeing who wanted to go to Hamilton and who didn't doing things like that's the type of stuff that happens on the road. You have just a little bit of time because you don't want them to be boxed up because mm-hmm. nothing happens good when you're boxed up, but tension, right? right? When you're, when you're locked in, there's the only thing that can happen is tension. Mm-hmm. And so you want to kind of give smart freedoms, you know, go eat, move around, walk around, be back certain time. Get focused, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he was doing by putting them in the dorms, understanding the dynamics of what they have ahead of them, with two road games. What you have to do on the road, what type of unified group you have to do, and then you have to you're, you're playing against everybody in the crowd.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody's against you. No one really believes that you can do it. So you have to believe in yourself and in that group that's in that room.
1: So I think that's some that's some positives to it for the scheduling of those two games in the road, which makes sense. So then, like you mentioned, the next loss is is Michigan, wouldn't be shocking. But then, strict the next week is Illinois, and twenty four seven sports has that as a loss for Nebraska. I think Nebraska can lose that game but still respond well. Illinois is going to be physical. I know that they. Uh, you know, lose a lot of pieces on the defense uh, and, and offense, for that matter, too. They've lost a lot, but I still think under Brett Bielema, they're more established in their physical. I think Nebraska is going to be beat up after Michigan, so I wouldn't be surprised to see what might be a letdown against Illinois, but that's a game where I think that mindset of compete, compete, compete comes in. Then you have Mm -hmm. the bye week. You have Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State out of your bye week. uh, 24-7 has Nebraska going 2-1 in that stretch, beating Northwestern with the alternate jerseys, like we mentioned, segment one. Going on, uh, staying at home, rather, beating Purdue, which I think would be a good step, kind of a coin flip game. And then at Michigan State. To me, that stretch there, Strick, will really define how this season for Nebraska goes.
2: Yeah, I think you have, you're you're right, and and look, Michigan State is probably wanting to reestablish themselves after the high and then the low that they had in the, in the last few years. Uh, this game, it looks as if at this point they don't believe, and this is why I would be selling if I was Coach Rule. Everything about what we're trying to uh, build and accomplish, mm-hmm. um, what we're facing. I would I would set that as a tone because it looks as if they don't believe outside of a split with Colorado and Minnesota that they can win on the road. They don't believe that they have the fortitude, the mental capacities to do that. And so I would be saying, uh, you know, uh, are you what they say you are? And if not, show me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what a better test to do it than in the first two? Because if you do it in the first two, then you can have some confidence that you go into Illinois or you go into Michigan State. You may not get them all, but you put yourself in a position, or even Wisconsin, you put yourself in a position to be able to uh, do so. I think Wisconsin's getting a lot of deference because of PJ Fleck. I don't, I, per, I mean, fickle. I'm sorry, yeah. Luke Fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that there is good unless coaching just totally coached them up in the offseason. I just don't think they're as good as what they're getting credit for their coaching abilities, which is good. I mean, he's good at what he does, but mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have the, those pieces to do it.
1: Wisconsin's in that last quarter of the Nebraska football schedule, which again, CBS uh, 24-7 sports rather, has Nebraska going 2-1. and one. They have Nebraska beating Maryland going on the road to Camp Randall and losing, but then coming back home on Black Friday and beating Iowa. Strick, if you tell Nebraska fans that they go 2-1 in their last three weeks, I don't think they care who they beat and who they lose to. Obviously, you want to beat Wisconsin and Iowa, but Maryland's really talented. Wisconsin's a battle of you know, first-year head coach narratives. And Iowa's Iowa. 2-1 and one to end the year would be a huge step in the right direction for a program that struggled in November.
2: Well, especially if, if everything stays true to form and what um, you know, 247 is saying, then that puts you in bowl range. And right. so that 2-1 record means a whole lot. You know, at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think I think it would say a lot. It, it would give a lot of confidence to not only the program and, and and but to the
1: fans and for many things to look forward to in the future. Which would surprise you more, beating Maryland or beating Iowa? Um.
2: Oh, probably. Probably, I think Maryland. I mean, just they compete. I don't know if. I don't know if I buy into Tua. I think he has capabilities, especially at different times to ride a roller coaster. not unless he shows a lot more consistency this year, then I would,
1: I would have trouble uh, buying in. So I would say probably Iowa. You mentioned Wisconsin too. And Strick, I want to get to them before we get to the shootout with Strick, Wisconsin predicted to go 10 and two. Like you mentioned that deference kind of to, to Luke fickle and what he's done back to back, surprising results as predicted by 24, seven sports, they have Illinois beating Wisconsin in Champaign, and then Wisconsin beating Ohio State in Camp Randall. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe that.
2: Yeah, I don't think I do either, Austin. I don't think I believe it, but I
1: want to know who you why. I don't believe it because I think Ohio State's that much better. I think they're that much more explosive. I think Wisconsin's going to try to play Ohio State style without having the athletes or the quarterback to do it. And you brought up a good point about Ohio State, too, Maybe what swings this game to Wisconsin is, does Ohio State's quarterback trick it off? There you go.
2: I mean, I was just waiting. I just wanted to hear you say it. (laughs) That's the part that I, that's the most uncertain part for Ohio State for me, that they have a a capability of having a quarterback potentially that is not ready for the big time. Mm -hmm. And look, it's been in C.J. Stroud's hands for so long. You know, Quinn Ewers was probably going to be that next guy. He goes down to Texas. He becomes the head guy. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they pretty much know it's his job. Mm -hmm. Um, Arch is not probably ready. But, listen, I I, I personally believe that it's – unless Ohio State's defense is just that good, which they haven't been. They've been very porous Mm -hmm. over the last couple years – and um, playing at some times, I think outside of the time when what Chase Chase was there mm-hmm. um, and, and the disruption he caused mm-hmm. you know, on the defensive side, they've been very, you know, mediocre and beatable, you know, porous mm-hmm. in some instances. And we saw that with a physical Michigan team that's dominated them over the last few years.
1: Oregon, too. Yeah. Came to their now, place. Now, listen, on him.
2: I was impressed. I got to say, I was impressed in the Georgia game. I, I didn't mm-hmm. think it – but it is, it's the game continued on. If Harrison doesn't go out of that game, they probably could win that. And I, I love the way that they they bounced back. They had a great game plan. They they were staunch in the middle. Um, they they made it tough. It wasn't <laughs> Ohio State. I mean uh, Georgia was. Uh, I mean they were on the brink of uh, falling short of a championship that mm-hmm. year. So it could have been a, a different story. But yes. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, let's see what they look like.
1: Twenty four seven has Ohio State going eleven and one with the uh, aforementioned loss to Wisconsin, but beating Michigan. So if they go eleven and one strict, their only loss is to again in this hypothetical a ten and two Wisconsin team, that's probably your rematch in the Big Ten Championship. Because they have Michigan going eleven and one as well, Penn State ten and two. Ohio State getting a second crack at Wisconsin, I think they take advantage of it. They would beat Wisconsin in that. And going to the college football playoff as most likely the two-seed, which I think would be enough, you know, to quiet the chatter about Ryan Day. But if they lose, say they're even 10-2 and two, and they're going to just a New Year's Six bowl game, that's where I think that chatter would start to heat up again. And it would come down to, okay, you didn't have a five-star quarterback and you didn't develop him enough this year. Are Ohio State fans patient enough to wait on that quarterback? That's my question. Yeah,
2: that, that's going to be the question. And I think the um... – the way that Ohio State feels about their program is very similar to what Nebraska used to feel about theirs and probably still do all mm-hmm. all these years later, is that um they should be vying for championships every dang year. And anything short of that, especially with Michigan involved, mm-hmm. that's uh that's a little <laughs> bit too hard to bear. So,
1: yeah. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Moss Norman, Megan Walker, running the board for us today. Really appreciate that. We're going to step aside here, but coming up next, the shootout with Strick. Call now, 402-464-5685. Take on Eric Strickland in trivia. Your prize is $30 to Buffalo Wings and Rings if you beat him. Four questions for Strick, four for you. A tiebreaker if we need it. Call now, 402-464-5685. We'll play the game next.
0: This is the story of the one.